Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's start, can we get some gentle harp music and like some sparkly sounds like we're in a fairy kingdom? Uh, that would be a nice opening, I think. Really? Right. Welcome, friends, to the Triforce Podcast. Please sit down on these unbelievably comfortable chairs made of kitten stomachs and fairy bottoms. Uh, <laughs> welcome en- welcome to the, the virtual Ren Fair, since all of the real ones are cancelled this year. We're uh, providing you one digitally, where you can wear your uh, Shakespeare mustaches and uh, and say "milady" with impunity. Say "milady" all the time and wear fedora hats and whatever else they used to fucking wear. During. Sit down on this toadstool and share one of my doobies with me. <laughs> <laughs> Doobie. That's what my mum. That's the word my mum. That's what is that what it all comes down to? Is that when you go to a Ren, Ren fair? That's what it all boils down to. Just to be well, clear, a Ren fair is Renaissance fair, is that right? I think yeah. so. Why the Renaissance? I have no idea. I guess it was like it's a fashion thing, right? I think. I well, feel like- I think the people who go to them aren't actually introverted LARPA people who want to, would rather stay at home anyway. You know, it tends to be people who aren't that interested in history just have this golden tinted rose tinted view of what people used to do in oldie times when it was old oh let us just farm and have barn dances and all spin around in circles and kiss each other with the cows in the background i don't know in i kind don't of know hay dresses I and got, stuff. My, like fun, my perception yeah. of a ren fair or at least the imagery i've seen surrounding ren fairs in the past has been like more sort of like it looks like people dressed like for a Shakespeare play uh, yeah. out out in out in a forest somewhere with like tents and usually it's usually quite, there's usually like it's, a blacksmith and a uh, uh, you know like a but wood, everyone's wood, holding a haunch of meat and a maker, pint of beer woodmaker <laughs> haunch yeah. you know I mean good, good use of the word haunch everyone's kind of there in a Disney sort of way you know it's very yeah. it's, it's a, always a sunny day for a start. Mm. You know, yeah. Well, and so in England, we're talking about you know about a week and a half every year when it's possible to put on this thing. Otherwise, it's just this drab kind of everyone cuddling inside the rain with an old woman saying, oh, "Would you want a cup of tea, dear? We got. I could give you a digestive biscuit with that if you like." And uh, old Mrs. Marshalls made some scones, but she used salt instead of sugar, so they're savoury scones. We call them. And they got ham in. It's like, well, you know, that's that's what that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> that's in the England. alternative, right? I've got yeah. some. I got some cold hard facts on a Renaissance fair for you here. If you if you care to listen, ninety percent of the women apparently that attend have an enormous bosom. Oh, that's yes. Seems, from from so the I pictures that a, I'm looking at here, and they're okay if you call them wenches. I mean, I'm tempted to go. I am seriously tempted to go. I don't. I don't know if they are okay if you call them. Quenches. I think it's kind of like Oktoberfest. Only... No, it's not at all. Listen, okay, listen to this. A Renaissance listen, fair. Listen, Lewis, for once in your life, listen. Renaissance fair or Renaissance festival is an outdoor weekend gathering, usually held in the United States, open to the public and typically commercial in nature. There's one in which Bristol. Reportedly recreates a historical setting for the amusement of its guests. Some are permanent theme parks, while others are short-term events in a fairground, winery, or other large public or private spaces. Many Renaissance fairs are set during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I of England. Some are set earlier during the reign of Henry VIII. Somerset. Or in other countries, Somerset. such as France. In Somerset. <laughs> and some are set outside the era of the Renaissance. These may include earlier medieval periods, including Vikings or later periods. Most Renaissance fairs are arranged to represent an imagined village in England during the reign of Elizabeth I. As this period has been generally considered... To correspond to the flowering of the English Renaissance. Right. 
So there you I'd go. I love that. Yeah. If the Vikings invaded the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yeah. Some Viking LARPers turn up and start slapping everyone Fan- with foam Fantasy swords. elements such as centaurs are welcomed at some Renaissance fairs. So there is an element of, fan- well, I mean, the whole right, thing is. Right, big question. Big question. You turn nature. up at a Renaissance fair that doesn't allow fantasy in full centaur cosplay. What do yeah. they do? Mm. Do they say, I'm yeah. sorry, you're going to have to leave? This is not that kind of fair, sir. That, you're that sounds like to... the Renaissance unfair to me. This doesn't sound very 2020. It doesn't sound very inclusive. Do you know what I mean? You should be yeah. allowing the people to express themselves however they whether they be bipedal they comfortable quadrupedal or from somerset they should be treated yeah. the same yeah as long as they've got weed and they're willing to share and pass the doobie i think it's a side. mead not weed would be the the sign that people oh. would go for i should work in renaissance for i'm amazing at this mead not weed Somerset in Somerset. I'm on fire here. We should do our research, honestly. We should go to one. We should do we that should, next this, year. This podcast should be about us going stories of us doing stuff, not thinking about what stuff is and speculating <laughs> yeah. wildly. It's, uh, got, Wouldn't that be amazing? It got popular in the US after World War II, apparently, during the 1950s. There was a very strong early music revival, and out of that came folk musician and traditionalist John Langstaff. Oh, God, what a, what a guy he was. Apparently, this is the guy that we can thank for Renaissance fairs. Or he had the, the longest staff you've ever seen. The staff yeah. on this guy, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, there's a Bristol Renaissance fair outside of Chicago. It's uh, oh. American. Oh, I see. Bristol, I think, I think it's a good. I mean, yeah. it's a good excuse to get people together in a warm environment that's copyright free. You know, they don't have to pay. I don't know Harry Potter or someone to put on some themed bullshit. Yeah. Right. There's no tr- maltreatment of animals necessarily. No circus people. There's no freaks or anything being on show. Nothing be nothing cruel like that. Right. There's. It's not just a booze up. It's not a music festival. You don't have to be really loud and annoying. So you can bring the kids. It's feel, it, fair, it feels like fairly safe. Like how many other choices, how many other options are there? Bring the kids. You know? I want to have fun. There's one, in, the, there's one in Tewksbury. We don't have to bring the kids. There's one in Tewksbury, which is not far from Bristol. We should go. We should go. We, we should, should go. go. It's, a, it. it's, a, a, it's sort of a popular thing, isn't it? Because I have you ever heard of Medieval Times? Like it was like a... <laughs> yeah. I've been to one. Like a jousting yeah, sort yeah, of to um, it was tournament thing you can go to. You can eat and watch uh, some some jousts and knight Could battles. Could you tie and stuff. your favor onto the knight of your your handkerchief to the knight that you were hoping to not win really. the tournament? I mean, not at the usually, medieval fair. Not at the medieval times. That's I went usually to. A, a, a right reserved for like your... a prince, a princess, or a queen. Or yeah, like... but if you, I think I'm pretty sure that they had they had falconry. You're in an audience with like thousands of other people watching well, this. They're not I'd just going to stop hundreds. just for you, Lewis. It wasn't what? that busy? <laughs> it's not all about you, you know. It's mainly a restaurant that serves. Haunches, to use uh, Lewis's word earlier, of, of meat that just comes in like, blam! There's a there's chicken on your plate, like a huge slab meat of you roast can hold. chicken. Big, yeah. big pints of beer, and you watch knights farting about, and you watch some falconry and some sword play, and that's pretty much it. And fire eating, yeah. I think fire. Sometimes they have fire eaters as well. So it's on the it's in the it's in the tenth and eleventh of July next year. 10th to 11th July next year, Tewksbury. We'll do we it. should fully do that. Okay. Yeah. But what are we going to go as? I'm going to go as an orc. Grr! <laughs> Hatfields will be down for that. Yeah. They've got some orcs. They love up. all that stuff. Yeah, they will They will I remember we, um, we did go when we were in Sweden for ParadoxCon. We went to this Viking-themed restaurant where they had haunches of meat and furs around. Yeah, that around didn't feel very... I don't know. Like it, it was cool, lots but like we of, weren't really of like out of goblets and we, shouting. We weren't in 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 role playing there, right? We were just role playing. No, we were kind of like tourists. It felt, yeah. you know, what? It, it did feel like in the same way though. It felt like going to a really fancy Japanese restaurant or something like that. In that they, they they've got all of this decor and style and serving, and we're just there as like white guys in t-shirts kind of thing looking like completely feeling completely out of place it felt the same in this viking themed restaurant you know we didn't it's not like in the japanese um themed one you'd suddenly start i don't know singing old japanese songs or like i don't know bowing to people and i don't think i know, you know any old japanese songs well I exactly be... but that was kind of what it was that was kind of what it was in the viking one they sort of passed some lyric sheets around didn't they and we had to they they did a bit of a man how like sing song. how how nervous would you be it was very awkward. like you know you get invited somewhere and you're just like so 
so pleased to be invited somewhere by by somebody to go to like a, a Japanese a traditional specific Japanese <laughs> like meal or whatever and right they're gonna sing songs but you don't know any of the you'd be really nervous right you'd be no. you wouldn't have any time to practice or learn yeah but that, that's the experience it, of most foreigners I'd say in any place is you don't know but that it's like know, it's like you don't know anything. imagine go to church and they give you a hymn sheet you don't really know what the song is the shepherds watch their flocks by night. It's all you just get on with it. You kind of do that at church too, right? When the hymns come on, like nobody knows the the words for the hymns. No one knows what it is. Unless they got it's like that Mr. Bean sketch with the hallelujah. Remember that where he's like, oh, yes, hallelujah. That's a, a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it'd be like, I guess. Of a microcosm. How do you think a Japanese person coming to like a, an English meal, a rodeo? What kind of songs would we, would, would, would English people sing at a meal? I feel it would did be got, like, did you get cut off, Sips? Oh, am I cutting off? Hello? Sips, Sips has been cut off. Uh-oh. A Japanese person coming to R. Uh, now we have to imagine what it is that he said. Oh God! Well, it's probably so offensive that it got cut off. It's like <laughs> last week. Uh, am I? Oh man! Am I back? It's like a commonplace thing that seems to happen in this podcast. I like how at the start of the podcast you were like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gonna have to go and answer the doorbell at some point." Yeah, That's I am. Yeah, I mean, but because people, we've got our cleaner here today for the first time since lockdown, and we've got our dog walker started again this week. I know. I know when I when I mention this stuff on stream, people get a bit so who's gonna clean us? <laughs> But yeah, I have because I don't want to have the clean. I'd rather stream, stream, not clean. You know what I mean? And I, I just feel like if I want to get a cleaner once a week, and she does some ironing as well, win-win. You know, I don't have to do the ironing. She gets some money. What's bad about that? You also have a family who are very messy. You know, <laughs> ain't that the I mean, truth, I, brother? I have a cleaner who comes and comes once around once a week for an hour, does a whip round, right? Pay her twenty quid. Bosh. Um, you know, job done. It's not not a big outlay and it's pretty useful i can't be asked to do every single bit of hoovering and dusting and all that crap she does a great it's job useful. and she's great yeah it's fantastic I'm, i carry on paying her through this whole um same. thing as well i haven't seen her for same. like i haven't seen her for like three months and i've just paid her every week same, as normal because i felt like it was yeah uh, what are they going to do otherwise like you know, enough, yeah there's like, nothing they can do so yeah i did yeah, that very great and the, the dog walker uh like we take aggie for walks and it's nice, but like I said before, you got your dog walker, with the dog walk, she, and then you got, she gets to socialize. You got your two massage therapists, uh, <laughs> Jeremy and Ryan. Excuse they come me. in and do Excuse your me. legs and your back. I don't have male uh, massage therapists in the house. Renaissance fair style busty wenches only. You've got your your your, your, your coiffeurist who gives you <laughs> hair advice, no. um, picks out your wigs for you. He's been he's been and he's been on on hiatus for some time manages the chest hair he curls your chest hair for you okay and then you've got your your mass your, your manicurist and your pedicurist right what else um cook sandy chef and johannes gotta have a chef uh you got uh rita the chef yep she she is uh she comes in and does breakfasts and then comes back for lunch yep but then uh, we get, does three dinners a week. Yes, you she have does. To do we get Pierre five, at the weekend. The Pierre comes in. Pierre, of course, for the for the themed nights. Yeah. The, the cultural the cultural evening you call Indeed. them. Indeed, cultural uh, evening. Friday Friday and Sundays are uh, different countries of the world. What was it last week? Was it Moroccan? Was it no, Madagascar? it was uh, Mauritius. Mauritius. Yeah. Side. It was something beginning with yeah. What is the local food of Mauritius actually? What did you have? Burgers and chips. <laughs> <laughs> our live in sommelier as well recommends uh wines oh. depending on well i mean he mood. lives down in the in the wine cellar annex yes the um underneath the kitchen yes when yeah. i say live in i mean we've locked him in the wine cellar yeah technically he's he's alive in there so it is it, but he he signed the consent form for it and stuff it's some some people would prefer that under you know, duress he's quite an introverted under duress guy. but yeah you know i mean i i got him from the sommelier slave guild so uh the sommelier's you know, they hire these guys out and that's it. You've got an indentured sommelier for the rest of your it's life. It's kind of like a butler. I mean, you've, like got, you've got two butlers and a driver, obviously, as well. Yep. Um, and a buggy, and a guy a buggy cleans, driver who drives the who horse and car. car. Yeah. It's a car, clean, car cleaner. Of course, you've got uh, your pool man, oh. uh, mower, tree surgeon and gardener, head gardener. Right. Who coordinates the whole back garden affair. Yep. 
We've um, got the childminders and the nanny. So and yes, and the, the au pair. We have three au pairs actually. Right. Just because I like them. I like au pairs. Um, you like looking at them. I just them. keep them around the house. Yeah. And that's what they're for, isn't it? Essentially. Um, just so useful. Just so take you. How many you staff know. have I got now? I'm trying to think. What else? My jester. I've got a jester. I mean, he's he's just for general. When you feel a bit down, yeah, you ring the little bell. I, I, I would do it, but he'll come running up here if I do it. So he comes, he comes. Start. He could tell when you're not feeling. Yeah, you know, when you're not feeling hundred percent yourself. As can the 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 courtiers that uh, that flock who's, around me. All the whose time. life are we actually describing right now? Is it Lady Gaga's <laughs> life? I think. Can you? I mean, there must be people out there. In fact, there definitely are people out there who are not only rich enough, but also inclined to have. That level. I, do you know what I reckon is? I reckon it's Snoop Dogg's life, except for I reckon he also has the entourage, right? So he, well, Snoop I know ain't he about that life. No way. I bet he's got help. I reckon he, I'm thinking your Bezoses, your Bezoses, your 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 Gateses, right? Your Sultan of Brunei's. These are the people that have yeah this level of service because they're like I'm so important and busy. Yeah, I can't buff my own toenails i need a, a, someone to do that for me it is a little bit like coming home to your country house in your period drama show and all of the staff are out there in their uniforms m welcoming you home and they're like good good morning mr flax how was london did you have a good time in the city i'm taking off my driving gloves excellent jeeves put my gloves away will you <laughs> and buff the car polish the knobs spare the wheels and bring me some wine and i stomp <laughs> off are they all are they all they scuttle. up and they start scuttle. scuttling and doing their tasks and cutting and scullery mating and chopping up onions and the potatoes and grooming the dog and gosh right, so actually, if, God, if you how have, many could there's like hundreds you could hundreds the, of the potential jobs. for anything anything that you can do that you think oh, I can't be bothered you could potentially have someone to do that for you See, there's the door. Oh I God. would get my butler to do it, but I'll do it myself. Now I'm on my fucking own. Now you're on your own. Just tell, tell a story. <laughs> I can't just... I don't, have any, I don't have any stories to tell. I've told them all. I've not been doing nothing. I've been trapped inside my own fucking head for the last three months. Slightly in my house, I suppose, as well. On my own in the office right now. Blimey. I've started playing tabletop sim. I've started playing board games on tabletop instead of in real life and have I've cultured a newfound love of tabletop games. I played a tabletop game on my own uh, with like an AI controlling the other players. <laughs> I played, what's it? Um, so I was trying to learn how to play Root and there's like um, little AIs, electric robot players that I played against and I've I enjoyed myself, but I felt like the saddest man, the saddest man, just playing a board game versus AIs. Have you been? <sighs> you all right? I've, I filled. Don't worry, PFAX. No one will know. No one will know my sorrow. <laughs> this is the first time uh, we've done a my loneliness. Minus, minus one, I think. We've never done a, a two, have we? Have we? Did you do one in the early days with just you and Sips because I couldn't make it? I don't think so. No, I think we just, I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have excluded you. I vaguely remember a Triforce where there were the three triangles and mine was like greyed out with X's for eyes or something. Oh, maybe then. M maybe Sips. Oh yeah, you're right. I do vaguely remember that. Maybe we can do that to Sips right now. So going back to this house thing, there is this thing it's, uh, which we're sort of trying to raise awareness at the moment called National Loneliness Week, which is happening, I think, on you know, the middle of June or middle of July. Okay. Happening this, this month, yeah. And the aim is to get people to take out an hour and find an online game to play with sort of families, friends, right. communities, or talk to someone else, talk to someone different. And it's, it's, it's a really good idea. I think that... I think that these people in lone in country houses. I read a book recently. Um, the uh, God, um, shit. What's it called? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. You were talking about loneliness while you're while you're looking up your book. My mum sent a text message to Maddie, Mrs. F, saying, "You know, you you could tell your husband, <laughs> me, that um, you know, it would be nice for of him to call his mother and and sort of you know basically." said, you know, she's on her own, she doesn't have anyone to talk to, and all the rest of it. And I was like, I called her the other day, but it had been two weeks. It had been two weeks. I just hadn't called her. And I, I called her up straight away, and I was like, I'm sorry, Mum, but the, the days just, there's no differentiation between the days. Normally I'm like, 
I'll call her on a Wednesday or, you know, I, I know there's a routine. Like when I, I, I used to take my youngest to drama and stuff like that, I would call my mum sometimes from the pub and we'd have a chat or I'd call her on a Wednesday when they were at swimming or something like that. And I had structured these calls in and she came to expect them and she was there and all the rest of it. And I'd give her a call the weekend and stuff like that to check she's all right. Two weeks had passed by. And I think when you think about what loneliness is, um, for a lot of people, I don't think it's just being alone. It's the feeling that there's no one out there who even cares that you're on your own. That's, this that's the real feeling of loneliness. Not just being alone, because some people are like, loneliness, I don't mind being alone. I don't mind being alone. I spent, no, I spent eight hours I... playing U-Boat yesterday on my own in my room, barely spoke to anybody else in the house, and just sunk, you know, um, sunk tankers and, and uh, destroyers and stuff like that. No, but and I, I love lonely. reading books, and I love playing... Right. So sometimes there are single player board games or certainly single player games. You know, it doesn't feel like that's a problem. That's not loneliness. I no. think people have misunderstood. Loneliness is about feeling like I think no you can be lonely surrounded by people. Exactly. I think that if you had a hundred servants in your giant house, you might be the loneliest one of all. Exactly. Um, because you can't relate to these people or they don't feel like they're friends because you're paying. Yeah, you're never them. gonna have a you conversation know, you... with them, are you? Because they're gonna be like, yes, sir. You're going to say, you know what? Yes. You know what we should do is build a build a rocket ship and just go live on Jupiter. Absolutely, sir. Would you like me to get a rocket ship for you? You know, they they wouldn't. No, no one's going to say, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's ridiculous. I'll talk to Mr. Musk, sir. This is this is why <laughs> your Bezoses decide to build spaceships because they say, I think I should build a spaceship, and their butler goes. Indeed, sir. Shall I call NASA? Yes, yes. Get NASA <laughs> on the phone right away. No, there's no one there to say. Shut the fuck up. It's This is ridiculous. Although, the SpaceX launch the other week was pretty fucking It was sweet. really cool. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of people were, were very impressed by it and kind of, I don't know, it was it was a spectacle, wasn't it? Mm. It was a kind of really interesting thing to see. I mean, it's, um, it's the la when was the last time that there was a, a launch that people paid attention to? Like it, I, I think that's it. I know that the, the viewing figures for the different moon missions were like drastically different. Because people lose interest unbelievably quickly in the majesty oh, yeah, right. of putting no, people right. on the moon. They're like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, we already did that. I, f I feel like I've seen sp similar sort of SpaceX launches over the over the course of the last sort of four or five years. Why was and this so one unique? Is it because it was the first NASA SpaceX joint thing? Yeah, and involved going it's to the, the ISS the first, and all the rest of it. It's the first privately purchased, I guess, uh, mission to a kind of NASA right. facility, if you like. Yeah. So normally they'd run uh, their, all of their own supply runs and brought their own astronauts up. But See, this now, is the first time. Here's the thing, Lewis. If, if I was writing some kind of sci-fi book, which incidentally I am, but if I was writing one about that was serious, I would be saying that this was the point that they would look back on with deep regret because getting the <laughs> private industry involved took away the idea of space as being something that all the nations of the planet could explore as as humanity. Ding dong, that's 10.30. That is 10.30. It's time to wake up. And um, I actually stopped taking my pills. I'm, I'm off them because I've run out. I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. But um, oh. So I, I would see that as the moment when everything shifted and suddenly space became a, a corporate free-for-all. And if businesses have the money to get out there and government entities like NASA and uh, the European Space Agency and the, the, all the rest of them don't have the money to get out there. Space won't be explored, it will be owned. And I think that would be the beginning of it a very It won't be explored, it'll be exploited. Yeah, there there you go. go. There you go. There's a line for the book. I, so I, I was on Citalopram, which I know quite a few people that have panic attacks that uh, get put on. And it was really good, it really helped. Did have some side effects, um, but they weren't unbearable. Uh, one of them is I clenched my jaw a lot. Like all the time, I'd just be clenching my jaw. It's just a weird side effect. I don't know how you take a drug that just one of the side effects is, oh yeah, you'll clench your jaw a lot. What chemical is doing that? Why does my brain have a chemical that says, clench your jaw loads? And somehow citalopram activates that and just clenching the jaw, weird. But anyway, when I came off it, I didn't I didn't realize that one of the, what you're meant to do is kind of gradually come off it. I was just like, right, that's it. I'm out, I'm done, let's crack on. And I just stopped taking it and immediately felt very dizzy and kind of vaguely high for the next, well, what has it been, nearly two weeks. So I've got this weird kind of floaty buzz going on, and I do feel oh dizzy dear. a lot of the time. But that's a known side effect of coming off it, is you literally just get dizzy. It's so crazy. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of, of uh, good chemistry for your brain and stuff. 
But the stuff you put in, it balances one thing, but it's, it's just imagine trying to come up with a drug that fixes something as vague as anxiety. I, I, I'm a, I am terrified of these kind of medications. It feels like the brain is this thing that we know very little about. We find a chemical in the brain that's, I don't know, serotonin or dopamine. We, f we find a, a drug or a medication that interacts with that. And then we just are like, OK, let's just see what it does. Oh, it looks like it makes these people less depressed or these people less anxious. So, But it's like a sledgehammer, really. Mm. And, you know, it can have very wide ranging side effects on different people. And, you know, everyone's brain chemistry is all very different. I, it's very scary to me to mess with that stuff. And and I, I'm obviously I understand that the need for it and I think it works and is valuable, certainly like especially with, you know, you know, especially because people change people. People ch I, I, I'm a completely different person to who I was five years ago, 10 years ago. And, you know, if, if I was going through a stressful or traumatic event in my life, I'm sure I would be very grateful for some right. thing to alter my brain mood, you know, and, and necessary. Are you of the we should be careful sort of about it? I, I, do, I saying... don't like I don't like the idea of people using these things without proper attention. I don't like these things being used fairly just given out like candy. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I, like I don't, I don't I mean, think that but, happens. But that wasn't the case in your, your right, case. Right. And I think that I think that oftentimes I think sometimes things these things are given away. Oh, you're feeling down here, some Prozac. You know, there certainly I, was. I mean, that. one of the reasons for that is like uh, we're we're going through the NHS over here. So if I go in, the doctor's like, you know, anything that they give me, they're they're not getting a. There's no benefit to the doctor to prescribe certain drugs. They don't get a bonus for shifting a certain amount of Prozac. And this was one of the issues is that the doctors. No got rewarded by the drug companies for selling their product because they, it's been commercialized. So at what point, I mean, if, if you don't see that as a conflict of interest, uh, it would be like having jurors for hire that will come in and guarantee you whatever verdict you want. You know what I mean? It's like, it's got to be, it's one of those systems that has to be absolutely freed from any kind of uh, influence. And the medical My, advice yeah. you're given has to be good advice, not advice that's, it's good, and it'll also pay for a new car. You know what I mean? That's not I, good advice. Yeah. Well, definitely one of the things that I don't like about uh, doctors is how they get very angry that you've done your research. They're like, what, have you been browsing Wikipedia <laughs> looking at your disease? You don't know shit. I went to medical school. And the thing is, I really hate that because you know your own body and your own symptoms and your own feelings and how you've been and your own history Far better than a doctor who I, usually you've never seen before. Um, not necessarily even have access to your medical records because they're on paper somewhere in a filing cabinet in Essex where you grew up or whatever. You know, it's seen you for the first time and kind of, you know, went to medical school, let's say, 30 years ago or something, you know, um, probably isn't, you know, is a jack of all trades, sure, but also <laughs> knows about everything from foot fungus to fucking, you know. I did. I could not disagree out. with you more. I'm a, I'm, I mean, this is I, good. I, and, and quite a lot of the time, you know, that doctor, while you're talking to them, will look up stuff on the fucking Wikipedia <laughs> and look at the exact same articles you've been fucking looking at. I don't um, know if I've ever seen my doctor Googling my symptoms, ever. I, I, honestly, it's, it's a very common thing. And so... I, I, I think you should always educate yourself about these things and, and don't, I mean, All right, so, here, so here's much the crap flip out side. there. Here's the flip side. You're a doctor. Yeah. You have a medical degree. And although it was 30 years ago, you've also now got 30 years of on-the-job experience. That's true. And you, you, are, you are an expert in your field. And Occam's razor... It, that rash is probably just, you know, right. the, the, something nothing, like eczema. You I know? mean, all right, it might turn out to be some terrible virus from space. But I, I think I would definitely trust the doctor over my own diagnosis because they'll say, well, yes, it could be that, but it could also be this. So let's do some tests. Let's take a blood sample. Let's take a, a, a biopsy. Let, let's do some, some actual work here to figure out what it is. And we're going to make you an appointment with this guy who's an expert in this and this lady who's an expert in that. And we're going to figure out what, what's wrong with you rather than just go, oh, God, I've got AIDS. I've got AIDS. Well, there's this it. amazing um, medical student hypochondria where medical students are, are being taught about new diseases and illnesses. And <laughs> yeah. every time, whatever they're learning about, at the time, they are convinced they have. Oh, that's funny. Okay? I can imagine. And that. it's it's like it's a it's an amazing thing where you read about a disease, and because the symptoms 
are so broad, you know, feeling a bit down, bit achy pains. I don't know. Oh my God, I must have a fucking brain tumour. Suddenly, you know, it's like, you know, you 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 become very paranoid. And, and obviously you do just, you know, Google anything like, oh, stomach pain. And it's Google that. And it's like, the symptoms of stomach cancer are stomach pain. It's like, well, no, you probably just got the <laughs> gas or whatever. Um, and, and so, so in a sense, like, but I'm sure most people are rational enough to understand that, you know, they should both take that into account and say, you know, look, you can be honest. You can be like, doctor, look, you know, I was looking at my symptoms and it said I might have this, you know, and he'll be like, oh, no, here's probably not. And here's the reasons why, right. you know, and if he hasn't ever heard of it, then you can obviously think about you know, educating him. I'm just saying, let's help help a brother out. It's a good point. Um, I would also like to know? give a shout out to Becca on Instagram for sending me the story. Astronomers have found a planet like Earth orbiting a star like the sun. Throwback to a few episodes ago now where you claim... What do you mean? No, 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 no. No such no. thing was possible and they it's just guesswork and they haven't found anything. Incorrect. No, no, no. They have, no one's found a planet like Earth. What are you talking about? What do you mean like Earth? Astronomers have found a planet like Earth. That's literally the headline. Define the word like there. Like. What do you mean like? The discovery of exoplanet KOI 456 sorry, 0.04, orbiting the star Kepler 160, suggests we should more aggressively look for habitable planets around sun like stars. 3,000? Sun like star. Sun like star Kepler 160 has super Earth. Inhabitable zone. 3,000 light years from Earth sits Kepler 160. A sun like star, because it's not a red dwarf. It's like, uh, what, are they, what is our sun? What is it? It's a uh, a white star. So it's a yellow. So it's a rocky, a rocky transiting planet has been discovered. It's within the, it's, it's not too big. It's a little bigger. Twice the size of Earth. Less than twice the uh, size. Orbiting approximately the same distance from Earth. Yeah. And it receives about 93% as much light as the Earth gets from the sun. Which is good, because you don't want too Earth-like. much. Earth-like. Yeah. Earth-like. Exactly. Sure, Earth-like. But might be full of poisonous fucking sulfuric acid. How do we know? Right, but it's a good... It's a, it's, you're, you're looking for details here, all right? It's, it's interesting that there are planets like ours, even within our range of vision, which oh is limited. Oh, my God. I, so I clearly missed nothing then while I was gone. Oh, you missed like a lot. You missed a no, lot. No, we're doing throwbacks to old podcasts. Oh, right. I, I got I a see, message. I, I got a message about a planet being found. Because I think you angered you angered a lot of people with your comments. Well, well, first of all, my knowledge of the solar system is clearly out of date. Um, because th- this stuff is very recent in the last sort of five or ten years, and so what, I used what, to be what big treasure into this trove stuff. of knowledge did you have prior to like the last ten years? Well, or? I was a I loved I loved space and science. I read all the sci fi stuff and all, all the right. stuff, and I was fully up on it. But it looks like we've been discovering these fucking pixel dots orbiting around other stars. I'm impressed that we're able to see uh, planets in orbits that are similar to Earth. But there's there's no evidence that these planets you just will gotta, have even oxygen. You just gotta squint in the your atmosphere. eyes really, really, really like you know Look at the other planets that orbit around our fucking you, sun. you know sometimes They're you shit. you know sometimes you can squint <laughs> your shit. eyes a little bit and you can see like uh germs and stuff floating around in your eyes. Do you ever get that? No, yeah, no, yeah. no, they're called fl- they're called you could go- look those up. They're called floaters. floaters. Yeah, you get more they... of them as you get older. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. But, although in the film uh Cocoon, and you remember the film Cocoon yeah. with Wilford Brimley and what's his name? He was in Police Academy. Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg, thank you very much. And in that, they, one of them goes to the doctors and all the floaters have gone from their eyes because the aliens have made them their bodies young again. So oh, right. I remember that. For some reason, I remember that weird detail from Cocoon. And that's how I heard that they were called floaters for the first time. Because to me, a floater is someone's done a poo and it's floating in the toilet. That's a floater. Yeah, I would normally back. think of that yeah. as well if somebody said yeah. floater. The, the book I was thinking of that I read was The Fifth Head of Cerberus by Gene Wolfe. Wow. Um and it's it's a kind of a weird sci-fi story set on a planet in the distant. Uh, it's been discovered like a, a planet that's been discovered around another solar system. But but what happened was there were this odd race of shapeshifters on there on the planet. Right. And the question about shapeshifter is if a shapeshifter is perfect, it will lose its ability to shapeshift. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So if a shapeshifter becomes a human. Humans can't shapeshift, can they? So 
if a shapeshifter shifts shifts into a hu- a perfect human, it, it how is that indistinguishable from a real human? Could you, so sorry. So essentially, if a shapeshifter, man, you know what, is perfectly shapeshifting. I, I right, completely but, zoned but out while listening to that. Trying <laughs> so, to no, no. But listen, the reason I zoned out was because. For some reason, you stumbling over shape-shifting shape-shifter and stuff <laughs> made me think of how much wood could a woodchuck chuck. And yeah. I was thinking in my mind, <laughs> how many shapes could a shape-shifter shape if a shape-shifter could shape-shape? Like I was trying nice. to like formulate that in my in my mind, and then I was not listening to what you were saying. Uh, so so the, the question is clearly that if the shape-shifter shifts shape into a person and that it's perfect, as you say, even down to like the DNA and the atomic structure of the cells and everything, then they shouldn't be able to shapeshift yeah. anymore. Uh, exactly. So but how are they then different because from shapeshifting, a human? Because in order to do that, they would have to consume their ability to shapeshift, right? So they would have to go, That's right. bink, I'm a person now, and there's no difference. But isn't that a bit like yeah. the question of, similar, similar sci-fi question, is it if, if Captain Kirk gets on the teleport pad, <clears throat> transports down to a planet, it's not him. It's a copy of no. him. You know, apparently they uh, introduced teleporters and teleportation in Star Trek for, for budget reasons. They just couldn't. <laughs> well, they were like, we can't afford the ship. They, they needed some quick way for them to get to another place without having yeah, to yeah, build yeah. a ship and, and show well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, like a, you know, a scene of the ship leaving the Enterprise and going down to a planet and stuff like that. So they're just like, well, yeah, ah, that was it. all very expensive and looked like shit. I mean, it, they, they, they get in the shuttles in, in Next Gen at the drop of a fucking hat because in next gen they're constantly saying don't put us out of here mr mr laforge can't captain there's too much tachyon interference it's like oh so they're stuck again like yeah. why do they ever trust this thing they it's worse captain. than the bus. we got too much money in our budget we can we, we, <laughs> we can do other things now i can't just we teleport have to use you. a badly 3d generated star field oh yeah i i, I don't know no, i think this i think the, the transport was a great storytelling tool though for people it's iconic it. it's iconic and yeah there's a lot yeah, we went to cool um idea. when we went to seattle lewis remember we went to that star trek exhibit, exhibit. thing yeah and, it, and there was and, the, and, the kurt cobain one as yeah, well yeah yeah the there? kurt cobain one was really cool the star trek one not so much but it was interesting at the star trek one how they showed a lot of things that featured in star trek that then sort of became um you know common things that we use like in everyday life now like the first um communicator i think it was was it the communicator it had like that clam flip shell sort the of thing phone yeah and, and the and the the early motorola cell phones yeah were like they looked exactly like that and they did it was like a direct inspiration for the design of that product and there's a, a, a couple of other things too that was really interesting but uh it just shows like how how much of an impact that show had on not only popular culture, but like, uh, you know, just people in general, the new generations coming up and then developing products yeah, that look like the next like generation that, of people, yeah. The stuff that they We definitely have in- a picture of what we think futuristic things are. And people want to buy new things. They want to buy futuristic things. And I think like, you know, Apple design has, has for the last sort of 20 years been very sleek, white designs that felt very futuristic in a sense, yeah. you know? Um, I used to... And, um, and that's part of the charm. Part of the allure. I used to wish that they would invent teleportation because I remember when I was younger, uh, I hated going on car trips. Like I hated going to visit my aunt in Montreal because it was a two-hour drive. I hated it. I, like I just couldn't. I couldn't handle the two-hour drive. It was too long, and I used to just like wish and hope that they would invent teleportation so that we could just be there immediately rather than have to sit through the two-hour drive. But now, now yeah. that I'm a bit older. And I've spent a lot of time on the internet and, you know, I've, I've done a bit of trolling on the internet and I've been trolled on the internet as well. And I just think now with teleporters, there's, you've, I've got a friend who likes to, to play jokes and pranks and stuff like that. And I just know that he would use that to prank me, you know, like you're just sitting there like watching a movie or something. And all of a sudden he just teleports you into his bathroom while he's taking a dump or something, you know. You just appear and you're like, oh, shit, don't do this to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's God, there's, yeah, right. there's a lot of trolling potential in teleportation that I don't think people Or like consider. he teleports like a bucket of water over your exactly. head. You can teleport people into a volcano Yeah, and be like, I don't know what happened to well, him. Oh, yeah. I, I must have... 
Must be a malfunction in the circuitry or something. I don't know what happened. You could like there. teleport there. You could be like you could be like um making love to a beautiful woman and then they just teleport her and swap her with like a horse or something. Imagine you teleported like uh either into the room where your wretched cursed cheating wife was having an affair with another man, or you teleported the man and your wretched cursed cheating wife into the room you were in. And you were like, "Gotcha!" You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's lots of options there. Oh my god, you could you could like teleport someone's arm off or like their dick no, off. No, not, like, not so much that though. I, I don't. How think are you, you going to do uh, that? Well, like a localized teleportation field. I don't think you can. Their- I don't yeah. think you can like um, specify body parts to teleport. I yeah, they, they. I mean, always in next gen. You know, that was always a big thing, wasn't it? Was you know the the signal's too confused. But then the thing is, right. that meant that they they just didn't want to do it because it was dangerous. Well, it was originally called. It was called. It's not the teleport. It's a transport. Yeah, that's right. which is, sounds like such a sounds like a, such a, like a boring name for it now, doesn't it? it? Sounds like, like someone's job. Know. I'm a transporter. Yeah, driving like, driving for like calling it the most mundane thing. We got this thing we use to move around. It's called the transporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to transport down to the planet. It's like There's well, always yeah, jobs like that, boring. though, right? Well, back in like the 50s when you used to work at the box factory, like this is the most boring job. And nowadays, you like if you work at like the iPhone factory, back in the 50s, you'd be like, holy crap, Like, what are these portable phones? And you're making these in a factory? That sounds like the best job ever. No, the, nowadays, I mean, geez, what you're like, making isn't relevant, is it? I mean, if you if you are doing a menial, factory I don't know. Job, some things are really exciting, uh, like the. I think you can. I think every the human wait the human nature is that the most interesting, exciting, amazing job gets mundane, super like, quick in, yeah. in a week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you, you, you might be asteroid mining in fucking around a, or teleport to a brand new you know, solar system every week and and I don't know, and teleported down to the planet. All those people on the Enterprise will be like, oh God, another week of this. Can't wait to go home <laughs> yeah. and like fucking watch watch Space Force on Netflix or whatever the fuck. I tried to week. watch that. I tried to watch that. I didn't really, I didn't find it that funny. I didn't really I didn't like find it. it that funny to begin with. I only watched about no. maybe 10 minutes of the first episode, but it just didn't, I don't know. I just don't know if I like the setting much. And I like it had a lot of actors in it that I've liked in other things. Like Putty from Seinfeld was in it. And there's a, a bunch of other guys that I recognize in it. Like Steve Carell, obviously, and and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem that, that funny, really. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't, Maybe I need I to get blown into away it either, more no. or something. I don't know. Because some people are saying it's really good, but... I don't know. I just like Which I show? struggled a bit. Space Force. Space Force sucks. Who said it was funny? I don't know. People. Yeah. Some oh, it's people. dreadful. I, yeah. As far as I could tell, it's been universally panned. I have oh, yet right. to talk to anyone who even thought it was possible. I made it through twenty minutes. <laughs> so I was like, this fucking stinks. Yeah, I was. I'm the same. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, maybe not as aggressively. Like I wasn't. Oh, like, I was angry. I just I switched like, what it off. A waste. I was just like, yeah, I've got better things to do. Really. Though. I mean, I like Steve Carell. I think he's a likable, funny guy. Yeah, I really like and him. I didn't think I would like him in the. US version of The Office. Uh, he was great. Yeah, he's really funny. Like, I just thought my my initial sort of I started watching it recently because a lot of people said that I, it's really good and I should watch it. And I always just sort of brushed it off, saying I think the British one's better. Like I I, I prefer the the more subtle sort of like uh, humor, not like the exaggerated. Like Steve Carell for me, like I always just see him as as loud. You know, he's always making like weird noises or whatever and, and stuff. And it's funny enough, like a shit Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, so I so I sort of dismissed the U.S. version of The Office, thinking it was just going to be like that. But actually, it's, it is very funny, and he's very yeah. good in it. No, it's too. great. The U.S. Office is really, really. It is good. very, yeah. It's it's really funny. I'm um, glad I started watching. Very it, yeah. funny throughout. But uh, but Space Force, I just couldn't. Oh, I it's dreadful. Get into. dreadful. I actually made the effort to try to watch it, and I just couldn't get through it. So. And now every time I log into Netflix, it's right there. Yeah. Space Force. I was like, no, it sucks. Now it's you like make. Now you me. pissed me off. Yeah. Now I'm in a bad mood. I don't mood. like that. I I don't like that about Netflix. That I can't seem to hide stuff that I've watched an episode of and hated. Right. Um. And then it's it's there in my. Do you, watch, do you want to carry on watching this? And I'm like, yeah. no, I, I don't. can't really. Fuck I you. can't I'm think gonna... of too many things that I've watched only a bit of. Like most things, if I if I go to start watching it, I'll get into it and start watching it. But I think Space Force is one of the only it things. It feels that like I... eating your fucking vegetables, though. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels like I, I feel like I have to like get through this shit, and I like, oh fuck, I don't want to have to. I eat don't. These I'll give it. I'll give it an will, episode though. or two at most, and if I'm not intrigued or interested, fuck it. Why yeah. bother? But sometimes, here's the thing with me. Sometimes I just want to have a tidy view of. I don't. I don't know. I like. I like. 
I like a feeling of like I've completed something or I've done it or I've tidied it up. Like I'll, I'll watch a, sh- a show that I wasn't really enjoying. You're a completionist to... is what you're saying. I want to get this achievement watched Space Force. I don't want it to be 10 years <laughs> Ten years have passed and then I'm like, oh, did I ever watch the rest of that? Or I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Or, or watch some... Because the thing is like you forget when you... This is something you guys will get used to um, as you get older. Um, I'm talking to the audience, not you guys. Of course. You guys know yeah, yeah, oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, the audet, the um, balls on this guy. But, but, <laughs> the fucking cojones on this man. Sometimes I'll see a movie and I'll get like quarter of an hour into it and I'll be like, I've fucking seen this movie. And then I'll be like, this this thing happens. And then that thing happens. I'm like, ah, shit, but I can't quite remember it. You know, I know I've watched yeah. it. It was all right. So I watched another 15 minutes and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I know. I remember what the spoiler for the end is now. I don't want to How watch the rest of this movie. How do you watch a film and not remember that you've watched the film? But that's this is happening to me more and more, dude. Because I, I, you know, I watched a lot of movies between the ages of like I don't know, fucking fifteen and twenty five, and now I'm thirty six and I'm thirty seven pretty soon. Jesus, and you know, I'm. It's it's it's. I fucking I can't. You know, there's there's loads 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 of good movies. Sure. What was it I watched lately? Something got recommended for me on. Um, Amazon Prime. It was like I think it was called Contact. It's like a Jodie Foster. Oh, you never, you never heard of it? I saw that in theaters back well, in the day when it came out. I clearly had seen it, but it was like I I clearly see it on TV, or I'd seen parts of it on TV, or I knew what happened in it, and I knew it. Anyway, I started watching it on Amazon Prime because for some reason it popped up at the front of my fucking thing, and right. I watched watching it. But I was like, oh yeah, shit, I know. This this thing's gonna happen. They're gonna do this, and then that that, it was that movie's the biggest fucking prick tease by some aliens ever. It really they, is. They fucking make contact, and then they're like, "Hiya, just to let you know, we're out here. Don't worry. You know, eventually we'll let you know." But the what's way up. they make contact is by mirroring back the first big broadcast they heard, which happened to be Hitler. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I remember so that. Yeah. They send back a video of Hitler. And the government is like, we're dealing with space Nazis. The space Nazis are coming to kill us. And it's like, it's like so accurate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I believe, I could genuinely believe the government would react like that. Can you imagine, actually, if the aliens turned up in full Nazi regalia, like, hello, Earth, what's up? Huh? This is what you guys love, right? You'd be like, oh my God. It's a bit, well, I mean, Star Wars, I'm pretty sure the Empire is modeled after Nazi Germany, right? Like the green Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they the even call them stormtroopers, storm which is like. Just stormtrooping. Watching Star Wars with a German dub must be a little close to home. Little close to home. Wow. I think I wouldn't want to do it. Be careful. There's that scene in The Mandalorian. You guys remember that where the two um the two stormtroopers, the speeder bike troopers, are like outside of the city waiting for orders and they try to shoot a like a tin can on the ground or whatever, uh, with their <laughs> blasters and they're just like constantly missing it. It's really fun. It's just like a really short scene, but it it, it was really, really funny actually. It was just That's a, a good show. Yeah, it is really good. I like that a lot. I didn't think I would again. I didn't think I would like that either. I, I thought I was kind of done. I, with I Star also Wars. thought it was going to be yeah, shit. Yeah. I thought it was done. But you can usually tell within the first episode yeah. if it's something you're going to watch or not, right? I think. I think the thing is with the Mandalorian is yes, it was set in the Star Wars universe, but it it showed that it doesn't have to be shit. Like all the Star Wars stuff that that has been coming out, a lot of it has been shit. But the Mandalorian was like, "What if we did it and it wasn't shit?" I still haven't seen. And they were uh, like, "Oh wow, the cool, uh, the most recent trilogy film." And I still haven't seen Solo either. I haven't seen that yet. Solo is decent. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought that if you if if you look at the new Star Wars stuff that's come out, Solo was decent. I know some people didn't like. It. I thought it was it was alright. It was a nice little movie. Did you say that I Mandalorian's liked... the best of the bunch of the Rogue no. One was very good too. I liked Rogue I, One. I would a lot. say Rogue One. I yeah. thought Rogue One was. I really hope they good. make more movies like Rogue One, just little side uh, things to you but know. But the, the main, way they the tie it into the main trilogy, the original trilogy, yeah. was so hype. Yeah, it was really like, nice. That was yeah. that was amazing. That was really watching good. that play out. Yeah. I liked Force Awakens, regardless of what anybody thinks. I thought it was a good Star Warsy movie. The other two sucked. Force like, Awakens sucked. was yeah. I, I I thought Force Awakens was pretty good. I think it it just had a really nice mix of sort of fan service. It had a nice mix of callbacks to older stuff older star wars stuff and it was just yeah. super exciting right because it was just a yeah. brand new 
Star Wars there. I and he had the... some really good moments and everything, and some good. I liked the characters. I thought this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And then they the second movie fucked everything, and then the third movie came along and was it was just. I just boring. don't even remember. I mean, I have the no interest one. in rewatching. Yeah, the the second one and the third one. Why would anybody rewatch those? Uh, they, they suck. Yeah, uh, I felt like that about the the prequel movies as well. I liked them at the time. The prequel trilogy, I saw them all in theater, but once each, yeah. like when they came out. Of course. And so my memories of them were pretty vague. And I was like, yeah, they were all right. Like, it was cool to see a new Star Wars movie. But now that I've gone back, my, my son's getting into Star Wars and he's been watching some of the some of the prequel movies. And man, they're really hard to get through. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, we've lost Lewis, by the way. Sure, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> man, what is going on with the internet? It's crazy. The internet has been shit. Yeah. I don't know. It just Jota's me. been doing the same thing over the last few days, by the way. Randomly booting people out of the game for like 10 minutes at a time. And then they'll reconnect and someone else will get booted out. It's, it's shit. The internet's gone to shit. It's overloaded. <laughs> Everybody is trying to watch... Horse fisting, space force. Space force. <laughs> yeah, space force. Everybody's trying to <laughs> stream it at the same show. time. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that was a great podcast. Uh, uh, Sorry, I was. I enjoyed being in it for ten minutes. Actually, it was. Uh, it was nice. Sorry about my technical. Uh, no, but we went. We were fine. I did. I had to do a bit on my own. Fucking. I had to answer the door. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, listen. You know what? I'm such a smart guy. I left my um, my audio rolling the whole time, so you don't need to fart around with resyncing or anything. Nice. Uh, you might nice. hear right, me. So we can hear. We can hear all the behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, I think I sneezed like, once. Like, you'll probably guys, hear me just is sighing, it working, guys. Can you hear me? Fucking Discord's fucked up again. Yeah, no. And then sighing as I look at my router, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like, I, I, you know what? It happened to me last week. Do you remember? I, I was booted off at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well. Cheers, cheers, you guys. That was a great bit of podcast. We'll I enjoyed see you guys that. All next fun. week. Hope you guys are all doing all right out there. Yeah. Stay um, safe. Stay safe. Stay, safe. stay, safe. stay, stay safe. alert. Love you all. And don't forget to bubble this weekend with uh, with a loved one. You're allowed to now. Cuddle? Bubble. Oh. Bubble? You can bubble. What? What is that? You can bubble with a loved one now. Didn't you guys hear the, the announcement yesterday? If you're, if you're a single parent or if you're uh, a, a single person, you're now allowed to bubble with, uh, with a person. You can bubble with- Is like, this a sex thing? No, no. You can, what the fuck are you talking about? You can about? bubble with your mum or like you can bubble right, with your- What does that mean? It, a social bubble. Are you guys stupid? No, what, the... what does it mean to bubble? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Heard of that term you keep before. saying bubble. Like that's what does it mean? You guys just don't watch the news. I, no, no. Right, if, okay. if, if the news said you can bubble, I would be asking the same question. That's what the, exactly what, what the news has said. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for the clarity. <laughs> right. Well, that's, make sure that's the terminology. Make sure to bu bubble with your Fucking friends. Fucking have guys. a bubble. Yeah, have bubble with bubble. your friends Whatever and your family means. this weekend. Yeah, you're allowed to bubble now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, that's good. I'm glad they lifted the lockdown. Oh, yes, I'm not. If that's what comes out of it, is bubbles. Yeah. What are we? Social distancing, right. bubbling. What else? There's been a whole bunch of great new terms that we can. We <laughs> Stop. Can I want to know when, when when we can we back, get back to horseplay. Horse. That's what I want to know. Horseplay. Yeah. Oh, horseplay. Tomfoolery. When can we that's get back banned. to exactly. just chicanery? I'd like a little chicanery. <laughs> you could do that on Formula One. When can I get back to being a foppish dandy where I just fop around all day and? <laughs> Do some tomfoolery. Mr. And President, some what about around. the Renaissance Fairs? <laughs> the Renaissance Fairs will be back. Don't worry. <laughs> they will be back. <laughs> All and right. they're going to be, be huge. It'll be the best Renaissance Fairs we've ever seen. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. bye.